When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Here we are in the lost city of L.O.J. It's the Lori and Julia show on a Thursday afternoon. Julia's Friday. I know. She's going to go out strong here. This is going to be a good hour for you. I can feel I it. I can feel it, too. Yeah. It's always fun when the Thursday's Friday. Yes. <laughs> it really it really is. Okay, so what do we what do we know about what do we know? Well, we know that uh, today, 74 years ago today, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier and became the first black man to play in MLB history. Yep. And we also got the news that their Netflix is giving Chadwick Boseman the documentary special treatment later this. It'll air on Saturday this Saturday. And be available for a limited 30 days. And basically, they've put together, and we posted the trailer. You know, of course, Chadwick Boseman, you know, playing so many amazing real-life people in some of his movies. So it's just basically people who've worked with him. So it's the guy who directed Chadwick and Marshall talking about okay. it. It's the Brian, the director of 42, the Jackie Robinson yep. movie. Um uh, a co-star and uh, one of the di- directors from uh, Black Panther, Viola Davis, yep. who starred with him in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Spike Lee, who directed him in Five Bloods. And I think Tate Taylor, who directed him in Get On Up, the James Brown that, biopic. Right. So talking about him and just like the fact that he would play four really influential real life people, not to mention this, you know, instant legend Wakanda forever T'Challa mm-hmm. and uh, Felicia Rashad because she um, had worked, worked with, with him, him on, on something yep. Brandon Branford Marsalis who did all the music for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom so it's just it's going to be a sad thing but it's a way just to Honor him, look at him, and make sure that the Oscar voters vote for him. Basically, yeah, right. too. It's a right. it's a good thing, but people are just talking about working with him and with what he brought to movies, because every single movie, even that movie he was in, the the bridge or the tunnel in the bridge. I don't know. It that was I kind ever of a detective. That movie and i feel like he might have done it even that movie was really quite good like uh, edge of your seat so he just didn't do anything he just was so good he was so good all right so um so that link is posted okay got it 21 bridges 21 bridges yeah Mm -hmm. all right he was like you you couldn't take your eyes off of him he's so good he was 
Stop texting your look, date tonight. I'm not. I'm looking at IMDb for other uh-huh. movies that he was in because I was trying to think of the year that we Do met him. Don't try and tell SAG us Awards. that you're not making date plans tonight. I'm on IMDb right okay. here, you all little right. creep. Okay, so, um, all right, so Cindy Adams, um, whose name has been erased from the masthead of the New York Post. Now, she has worked there forever in the gossip world. And we have noticed her unbelievably snarky snarkiness in the past year and a half to two years. Andy Cohen says she's flat out nuts. Yeah, I believe And he says she's the meanest woman in New York City. And she's been in studio here with Little Lucky, or what was the name of her dog? Jazzy. She was, her and Barbara Walters would travel together all the time. We have read her for other forever but her name is gone she snubbed us badly at the australia red carpet in new york city after we had met her after we'd met her in person she looked at us like we were dog poo on her shoe life with jazzy yeah she was married to joey bishop she had a really interesting upbringing she was fascinating woman but you could tell through her writings over the past oh two years or so that she just is off the wall but sometimes so snarky great okay so so today we heard that the Gucci family members are concerned over the portrayal of um, their family in the upcoming movie that Adam Driver and Lady Gaga are filming right now. House of Gucci. Thank you. And so what and it's Ridley Scott directing Adam Driver and Lady Gaga. So, you know, this movie is going to be good. Right. So one of Maurizio's second cousins, Maurizio's the one that was murdered by his wife that mm-hmm. Lady Gaga is playing. Patricia Gucci is worried the film goes beyond the headline-grabbing true crime story and pries into the private lives of the Gucci heirs. And she says, we're truly disappointed. I speak on behalf of the family. They're stealing our identity of a family to make a profit, to increase the income of the Hollywood system. Our family has an identity privacy. We can talk about everything, but there is a borderline what can be crossed. So further looking into why the family's so upset so upset the heirs of gucci or gucci they no longer own gucci they sold gucci to a company in 1995 the guy who gets murdered played by adam driver he sells the gucci company to this other big company for a bunch of money and uh, the gucci that's been a long time a long time ago and then he gets killed like four years later yes by his ex-wife who and hires the Gucci a hitman. people were dirty, mean to each other, according to Cindy Adams. But I want to tell you why okay. the second cousin of the man that was murdered is so upset. Mm-hmm. This is what she goes on to say. She said, um, and it's based on a book, um, Gucci the True. She wrote a book, Gucci in 2015, The True Story of a Successful Dynasty. This Patricia wrote. In 2015. But is she the, the, the ex-wife who paid, paid No, she's the second cousin. cousin. Okay. Who's upset how the family's being portrayed via the photos. Here's what she's upset about. My grandfather was a very handsome man. <laughs> like all the Gucci's. A very tall, blue-eyed, and very elegant. He is being portrayed by Al Pacino, who is not very tall already. And this photo shows him as fat, short, with sideburns, really ugly shameful because he doesn't resemble him at all (laughs) okay then she goes on to say about jared leto who's playing um paulo gucci and he's shown with unkept hair in a lilac corduroy suit not at all in line with what his daughter's recollection are of her father and she says horrible horrible i still feel offended (laughs) so she is all upset (laughs) that they don't look good 
the people that are starring as her family members aren't good looking enough. Yeah. And so the Gucci family has not been involved in the Gucci fashion house since 1993 when he sold his, um, Maurizio sold the remaining stake of Gucci to a Baron based company, Investicorp. And it was later bought by the French group PPR, which is now curing, which I believe has to something to do with Selma Hayek's husband. husband. He's the CEO. Of yes. That old, yes. Old it used to be LMVH, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But now it's curing. And um, they own Gucci. Yeah. And Selma Hayek is uh, also has a role in this upcoming movie. Mm-hmm. And how they got access to all the archives is they own the brand. Right. So the there's. So there well, we go. But I, I love that she's just so appalled because well, yeah, he's not my my dad was handsome and now Jared Leto looks unkept and my my um, great uncle he was such a handsome tall man and this short fat ugly old man is playing him. Well, this House funny. of Gucci is based on a book called The House of Gucci: A Sensational Story of Murder, Madness, Glamour, and Greed. So that's the source material right? for the book. And Ridley Scott and the producers of the movie have not talked to anyone in the Gucci family, nor do they plan to, nor do they need to. Exactly. Yeah. And then what Cindy Adams what wrote in say? her story is that Lady Gaga's film, Gucci, about blah, basically, she said, the Gucci family was Italy's equivalent of the modern Demichis. Um, I knew some of the players. In the 1990s, I report, reported this founder, a waiter who went into the leather business, had two sons, then those sons had son. With such money at stake, they hated and he despised each other. When Maurizio was shot dead in Milan, nobody knew who done it. Nobody suffered from it either. Heiress mm. Patricia Gucci, who sued, tried to was divorcing her husband who was murdered at mm-hmm. the time. She told Cindy Adams, "I did not expect he'd be killed, but I'm not surprised. He had many et- enemies. She was subsequently convicted." of orchestrating his assassination. Right. And then she just goes on to say that um, they have a glamorous name, but they were a hideous group of human beings. Do I think it's an accident? No. A mistake? No. The mafia? No. Someone who knew him killed him? Yes. They were horrible people. It was the ex-wife. And the son of one of the people turned in his grandfather in America for income tax evasion. And um, his grandfather went to jail. So it's, it's a very family didn't like each other. The siblings, the kids, nobody liked each other. All that money. All that money. What a great name. Gucci. Gucci. (laughs) Isn't that a great name? I mean, the the Italians are so great. You know, they really get the, they like to, that's a Gucci. Gucci. It it is. It's yeah, a really good one. It's a great and then, name. Yeah. So it's good. All I right. think that's going to be a really good movie. Same. Yeah. It looks Same. Good. Okay. Did you see Brad Pitt leaving a Beverly Hills medical center out the front door in a wheelchair? They said he had dental work done and he was under the influence of laughing gas. Okay, but no, no back door. Why does he want, why did he want to be seen? As an old man in a wheelchair? Right. Because, uh, you know, it, like, who knows what he had done. That divorce still isn't settled yet. No, I know it. Mm-hmm. Here's a little, here's one one thing. When I looked over the list of the people who are the Oscar presenters, you know, based on the little film that but, the and producers did. the little did. film that the producers did, one of the very first pictures is A-Rod and J-Lo. Oh, they're going to be the first editing I don't think so. You you know, think? Oh yeah, they'll well, take not it that out. They were going to be there together presenting, but they're shown as glamorous people on the red carpet. 
They can easily take yeah, that out. Can. Okay. So Brad Pitt, you know, he he won last year for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, Supporting Actor. So anyone who won last year is automatically there. As a presenter. Right. And But they did announce that Marley Matlin was going to present. And I bet you anything, she does something for The Sound of Metal. And right. I hope that she and Riz Ahmed are on stage together and they present an American Sign Language. I hope so. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Because Rocco saw that movie, but you haven't. I have. Oh, you saw it, but Rocco didn't. Rocco, that's a good movie. Rocco has not been assigned to that movie. <laughs> I need to keep track of my Bridget assignment. Jones' Diary, Funny Lady, Funny Girl. He doesn't listen the, the to Sex anything. The City episode. Yeah, he doesn't listen to us. In that respect, you're just like Donnie, and good for you, Thank Rocco. You. Thank you, can't, you can't just be letting us boss you around right Thank and left. You. So oh, I don't know what Brad was doing, but he meant to be seen. Okay. Which is strange. Very. You know, because well, there's the back doors. Is not final. Yeah, I know. That divorce, whenever it's going to. Oh, it's time for the dirt it's alert. It's time for the dirt we alert. We'll go. be right back. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. Well, I'll say it. Hi. Okay. Hi, Rocco. Hi, Hi Lori and Julia. Welcome, greetings. Welcome, greetings to this Friday Eve Dirt Alert. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're going to talk about Dr. Dre's divorce because Ooh. this story, we've been following this for quite some time. Well, the latest development in the divorce between Dr. Dre and his estranged wife, Nicole Young, is that a judge has ruled that Dr. Dre's divorce attorneys, Laura Wasser, and Howard King can't represent him in his split from Nicole Young. Why? Well, because uh, Laura's so busy with representing Angela, Angela, you know, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Kim Kardashian, et yeah. all. Well, Nicole Young and her attorney argued in court papers that Howard King, one of Dr. Dre's attorneys, uh, was uh, could not rule. So they're saying that he had previously repped Dr. Dre and Nicole Young throughout their marriage. So being mm. like, hey. This guy repped both of us in this divorce case, so he cannot represent Dr. Dre solely. And Laura Wasser was vicariously disqualified from representing Dr. Dre because she was working with Howard King. Whoa, oh. damn. Uh, uh, Dr. Dre's uh, strange ex-wife has got a good lawyer. Yes, and <laughs> that attorney is named Samantha Spector. Oh, she represented Angelina. So there you go. They're very familiar with each other in court. I bet they're they're quite chummy with each other in certain aspects. So Nicole Young's lawyer, Samantha Spector, has been trying to disqualify Howard King and Laura Wasser from the case since Nicole Young claimed that Howard King has acted as she and Dre's family lawyer since mm-hmm. the couple was engaged. Wow. All right. Yeah. So who knows uh, who Dr. Dre. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. He is going to have represent him in divorce court now because, I mean, that's a pretty big blow to his side. Yeah, it is. Yeah, having Laura Wasser right, and Howard King. Nicole. Yeah, so they were married, just setting the table again, that Dr. Dre and Nicole Young married for about 24 years. They split in 2020. He's reportedly worth $800 million. And he had like three Beckys yes, with the good did. hair yes, and a did. couple of them had babies. Oh. I mean, how much can a wife look the other way? Yeah. There are limits. Uh, Sharon Osbourne is going to give her first interview following her departure from the talk on Friday. So she's going to go on Bill Maher on Real Time with Bill Maher. So she's going to be in studio. Uh, It's going to be happening at the beginning of the episode. And then there'll be a panel discussion per usual on Real Time with Bill Maher. So they're going to have a one-on-one I just, I really hate because Sharon Osbourne created this situation for herself. She could have avoided losing her job by... Either supporting Pierce in private by being a better person or simply not acting like a damn fool on national television. Mm -hmm. This is all Mm -hmm. of her making. Yep. 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 So if you are curious and you want to see Sharon Osbourne and Bill Maher talk, it's going to be Friday, 9 p.m. on HBO, and you can stream it on HBO Max as well. Okay. So I don't know if you could, if there's a little delay in the streaming, but it's no, happening this I, weekend. I got HBO. I will watch it Saturday morning, and I'll probably set out an angry tweet to the universe. Oh, we can't wait. <laughs> yes! I'm not watching it. <laughs> Julie's like, you don't no. have HBO. At my cabin. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do at home. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just, just sit that one out. Now, I looked, I know you guys talked about this at 3.15 and throughout the show, the official breakup of Alex yes. Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez. Well, <laughs> you can't find that fix you video anymore on no, Alex Rodriguez's Instagram account. Right. Did you guys see it? Yes. yes it was on, so yes. bad. Yeah. It was oh. so painful. Oh, well, you know, in case you missed it, you and you listen to the replay at 315. Lori and Julie, you guys do a fantastic job of breaking it down. Well, one of these things that you guys were talking Thank about you, is Holly. Alex Rodriguez posting an emotional video of his memories with Jennifer Lopez. But he said, did it last night. Oh, and yeah, said to the song, Fix You. Oh, I it, it, the secondhand embarrassment. I wanted to watch it. It's, it, it's, it's embarrassing. It's interesting <laughs> listening to the words because it's trying to make it sound like, like, like he did nothing wrong. And I'm sure he just got flamed by comments because he was doing the most to get her to forgive him. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we can no longer see that very special moment. I'm sure that somebody on the internet has captured it for your secondhand embarrassment pleasure. Yeah. And now the update on page six exclusively is that Madison LaCroix is talking about the breakup. Oh, oh she's n- she was Becky with the good hair for A Rod. For J Lo. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. A Rod, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know what? This is breaking news across the wire in our world it is and she wishes the best for alex rodriguez and jennifer lopez oh that is so shady (laughs) 
Good for you, Madison, because now people will remember, remember you're your the Becky exactly. with the good hair in this situation. Yeah, so she's making that statement exclusively to page six. Oh, my gosh. Uh, now, <laughs> J-Lo, no one, oh, she cannot be happy about that. This. Yeah, now, uh, Madison LaCroix had previously remained mom last month when Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez were in the process of splitting. And now she's just sending her well wishes. So right, oh my God! Because she she was the one who had the uh, the uh, you know that they that they, Alex Rodriguez had contacted he's her. He's kind of mm-hmm. the one that broke them up. Yeah, yeah, and that we DM'd. not really. He broke them up, right? But um, she was the final was, straw because I think I think uh, I think A Rod has been cheating left and right on her. Yeah, well, and Madison Lacroix had previously told Page Six that quote he never physically cheated on his fiance with me. Right. So that kind of leaves a lot of room for interpretation. Yeah. What is physical and what isn't? Well, phone sex with your own hand looking in a screen is not <laughs> cheating, Julia. Don't you know that? Come on. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and also, too, page six is source kind of throwing Minnesota under the bus. Oh, tell us. Well, with that report saying that essentially it was it Alex. Her up. Yes. Yeah, it was Alex Rodriguez's decision to move forward with the purchase of the Minnesota Timberwolves. That was the true signal to Jennifer Lopez no. that they that, needed to break and up. She would never want to come to Minnesota. No. Yes. Basically, what it yes. says. Because remember, we're the flyover state, and now we are the flyover yeah. state. Yeah. Well, that's A Rod's people trying to get him. So that we we know that J Lo they were it took him a month to break up right. and get all their business deals and he tried to do one last thing and I guess it's, she gets to keep the ring but it's got nothing to do with the Timberwolves well, they were breaking yeah. up exactly because the source telling Page Six quote it was clear that they had split when she wasn't in the Timberwolves deal like she was in the Mets bid maybe she didn't want to move to Minnesota isn't that something A Rod isn't moving to no Minnesota one's move. no one's he's, moving he's, here we're, he, we're already assuming he's gonna move. To yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. sad. No, I, know. We I hope mean, not. We hope not. This is a surprise to nobody that they broke up. It just, you know. No. Not at all. We we all said this was going to happen in about a month. Three, two, one. Right. Yep. And like clockwork. And your theory is. Whatever you do, don't Google UFO today because um, I saw that. the Pentagon uh, yesterday confirmed that the leaked footage of the pyramid-shaped UFOs is real, um, and it was newly leaked video of flashing triangle-shaped objects that flew over a U.S. naval ship. Yes, the Pentagon said yes, indeed. It was yes, the photos. Uh, it's a Las Vegas based reporter who's covered UFO stories for decades. And he leaked it. And the leaks include a night vision video at sea, a series of grainy infrared images, smartphone photos captured from the cockpit of an F 18 fighter, which had been posted previously online. And the Pentagon confirmed in a statement this week that the leaked photos and videos were captured by the U.S. Navy personnel but declined them to label them as unidentified aerial phenomenon uaps which is the government's official term for a ufo it looked so they just it looked they very, just confirm 
It was taken by Navy personnel. Okay, but we're looked, not saying what it is. It looked interesting. It looked like it was bigger than a star, bigger than a plant planet falling from the sky. I mean, it looked like it had a shape and it had like a blinking light on it. Like, yeah, it looked like the USS Starship Enterprise. Yeah, <laughs> Rocco, did you see I it? I just googled it now. Yeah. Oh no, it looked like it was something. Yeah. So I saw it and I'm like, okay, now where where are we going with this? Now? But the pen, the, all the Pentagon. It's misleading if you if you see a headline that says they're confirming the okay. existence. They're confirming they the release of a photo. Of they're something. confirming that the video and photos were were shared at uh, with the Office of Naval Intelligence by U.S. Navy, both a ship and a pilot. Got it. An F eighteen. So anyway, gosh, yeah, gosh, it's just gosh. made the UFO people just go crazy. But interesting to know that the government calls them UAPs. So if you want to get with the program, I don't know if UAP will ever take over for UFO. I don't either. I'm going to stay with UFOs. Yeah, an unidentified aerial phenomena or an unidentified yeah, flying I, object. Objects. I yeah. like that better. Yeah, we're more Jetson. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so but it did look. So, yes. It looked like it could be something. Oh, people are going crazy. Oh, God. And apparently they have to release everything. There's something in the COVID bill that they, somebody snuck in. That <laughs> about they, UFOs or UFOs? About you, yes. UAPs? Yes, and that by hysterical. June 25th it has to be shared with the public. That's hysterical. Yeah. Um, so... Anyway, I mean, do you guys know or care if there, if we ever confirm if there's life out there, Rocco? I am you pretty care. sure there must be, right? And do you I'd, care to find out? Yeah, sure. Yeah, do you hope it's in your lifetime? Yeah. You do? Maybe they'll come and fix all our problems. <laughs> I'm open to I, I've decided that. Um, Julia, are you do? Is she gone? I, no, oh, she's no, she's throwing stuff. She's taking off her clothes. She's taking off her shoes. She's lifting weights. I'm trying to see if I can move my knee in a Where, different direction. We need the camera on now, but <laughs> no. But I'm, you should see the mess. I feel like Pigpen over here. Um, mm. Okay, wait. Do I care? Here's why I care. Okay. It'd be something fun and exciting. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be fun to see what it looks like inside those spaceships. Really? Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm not getting in one. Right. Never say never, but I really am afraid of heights right. that high. I'm afraid of jumping from planet to planet. Oh, so. <laughs> I just don't see that in my view. I, uh-huh. No desire. Yeah. I, you know, anyway. but I think, I think it could be something different. What yeah. the hell? I'm more open to it now than I ever have been. Well, now. a first of its kind report is going to be released this summer. So all right, for so all you know. UFOs or UPERS, um this is this is this is your excited. This is your summer of uh, spacecraft. We're going to get something. We're going to find out something. All Although right. it could be this totally This is your coached. summer of spacecraft. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's happening. Everything weird that can possibly happen is going to happen. All right. Okay. Uh, In Bot We Trust, researchers at the University of Georgia said whether we realize it or not, algorithms are making more and more of the daily decisions in people's lives. And someone, I think I even heard that we trust them more than we trust humans. That is correct, Julia. Yeah, and that to me is just wrong. And here's... One of the simple ways that they showed 
how people trust the machine more than a person, including themselves. Even with a simple math problem, people will go to their calculator on their phone. That's been happening forever. Yeah, Right, but they're saying that's where like it kind of all started. Even though you could do the math, 36 minus 12, Mm -hmm. you know? You're too lazy. People are lazy. Our brains are getting lazier. I think our brains... Is that the theory? With a smartphone, you don't have to think. You don't have to... You can just... You don't have to spend time doing research. It's all right there. You just ask a question... Well, here's what the University of Georgia said. Algorithms are, they do such a huge number of tasks and the number of tasks they do is expanding practically every day. It seems like there's a bias towards leaning more heavily on algorithm as something gets harder and the effect is stronger than the bias towards relying on advice from other people. And they, how they did it was they had 1500 people had to count people in a series of photographs. And the team said you can either count with just your own eyes, sure. seeing it with your own eyes, or you can have a computer algorithm do it for you for the bigger picture, even though it was an easy one. And as the we're lazy, yes, we're that's lazy. It. The that's bottom it. line is we're lazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think of think of what it used to be like trying to find a a, a book in a library. <laughs> How you had to go or to, to the, find a to go somewhere. To travel. Right. I mean, my kids have never used a map. Uh-huh. They're like, we've got it. And I'm like, but you don't understand the bigger layout of Minneapolis-St. Paul. I want you to see how the suburbs fit in. I want you to see the big, you know, I used to like preach. Mm-hmm. They're like, whatever, mom. I just put in an address and my phone takes me there. I'm like, but Except the- that there's, you can be traveling. As but we not- found out when we went to the Kentucky Derby, we went through a but- whole swath. Thank God that lady brought it, gave us maps. I know, but that was 10 years ago. Yeah, but still, you know, there's a lot of times. There are blank spots in the Twin Cities yeah. where you're. For- or in the United yeah, States the United overall, States. when there you're are. kind of in a, like if you ever do any kind of a road trip, you gotta you should have a map. I like a map. I like to see it physically in the bigger picture. Yeah. You can't. I think it's hard to do that on your phone. Rocco, you're going on a road trip. Yeah, we recommend right, you get because, a physical map. Yeah, because we're going to be out in the Utah, you know, right. desert. You don't know if there's going to be connect Wi-Fi. Right. You really don't. No. You do want to have a map. I like a map. Just to have it. And it's kind of fun, too. You know, you could make it be a game with your kids and they can. it gives them a visual I like, that they get yes. that you can't get from just looking at GPS. Right. So, But people don't, we don't have to think anymore. Not that much. Right. Right. Okay. So that's happening. Um, okay. <laughs> well, here, have you heard? Okay, go here's ahead. a theory. Um, jealousy can actually be a good thing when it comes to friendships. Really? It yeah. makes people work harder? Well, here's this is Arizona State University. Oh, my alma mater. That's for a year, right. Who kicked me out. They found that jealousy motivates some people to behave differently because they place the they place value on their friends. Friends aren't just fun. They're an important resource. Resource, And with everything going on in this world, friends give support during conflict, buffer against loneliness, blah, blah, blah. And so you don't think of it as being a good quality in any kind of a friendship, but jealous feelings tend to arise when another person enters the picture. So a friend having a new romantic interest, that is... Um, or maybe a new fun work friend right. that is a third party envy that you might have because you're Someone just like, interfering on your relationship. Yeah. Right. Or- but, but, but people are more worried about a very good friend that 
spends more time with another friend than they are about a new work um, friend or a romantic partner. The third party threats to a friendship. It matters because the person could replace us as a friend and it's getting jealous is sometimes a signal the friendship is threatened and then that can help you jump into action to be a better friend so you don't lose that friend. Well, that's a big one. I would agree with that. Yeah. So we never thought, you know, we would see that, but yeah. It makes you up your game. Yes. Or maybe you realize you've kind of been a a bad friend. friend And you're the user, you know, you're the friend who always takes. Maybe it's time to give. I mean, this is, this is only good. I thought I see so. This. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I did too. Because you mm-hmm. don't really like. Maybe you might be jealous of a friend if they. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Get a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend just because, like, you two did everything together because yeah. you were both solo. Right. You know, but then eventually, you know. You'll be happy for them. Right. That's right. a good friend. Yeah. And yeah. then always give yourself the three month rate. Don't take anything seriously until three months. That's the rule. That's what I say. That's Don't worry about somebody's uh, dating, like if you need to meet them until they've been together three months. Okay. That's a good rule. Yeah. Well, right. it's not really a rule, but it's just a good theory because. Why get invested in somebody that may not be around? Bingo. This is kind of how my mom felt about uh, son-in-laws. She didn't she really so get many. invested. That's because Rocco, her sisters, were each married four times. And oh, then okay. my mom had stepkids. Yeah, she had so many son-in-laws. I believe at last count it was 19 son-in-laws. What? Out yeah. of three daughters. Three daughters. No, 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 not out of three daughters. Six daughters, if you count oh, the, the bonus, s- oh, the uh, bonus siblings. Kids. Okay, okay. But yes, my mom would never get too attached to anybody. Can you um, imagine? Can you imagine? 19 Because you keep turning over the son-in-laws. Can you even imagine? Casey was lucky number 13. <laughs> Can you even imagine? Yeah. I'm not going to like this one. He's only going to be around a year. No, my mom would always be really nice. And then she'd just say, well, we'll see how long this one lasts. I, I mean, she right. became very skeptical. As, as one does. As so. As one does. All right, listen, when we get back, um, we we do have to talk about a couple of funny stories that we didn't get to. I, I, I think they're hot so. pink. I wanted black. Lori wanted hot pink. She yeah. said, let's just scream fanny pack. Yeah. They're kind of cute. We've had socks. You know, when you think about that organization um, and how much, well, for any nonprofit, how much they don't have their fundraisers. So anyone who wants to be on our virtual team, we greatly appreciate it. Because we learned the Susan G. Komen um, Race for the Cure in the Twin Cities chapter, the money stays here. That's right. And it goes to help people who have been diagnosed with breast cancer who can't afford to pay their heating bills or their rent or some other thing. You know, it's it's a very local, really great community yes. that supports women with breast cancer in our community. So we hope you sign up for it. Okay. We have to talk about it. That was painful for you to listen to really me was. talk about it something was just for a important. Second. Boy, you're going to be ready for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just ready. I didn't. I don't want to run out of time with this okay. Mick Jagger story. <laughs> My 
much more important than raising money. Because he did an interview with BBC Sex Music News following the release of his song, Easy Sleazy. About getting vaccinated. It's been a year, get vaccinated. Yeah. Okay. And it's his new single that he did with Dave Grohl. And it's um, good. They asked him, yeah, BB, I like the song too. too. The BBC asked him why he never finished writing his memoirs because he did have a deal to do his memoir. When? Well, he just said, uh, I'm not going to finish it. It's simply, it's simply dull and upsetting. (laughs) And anyone want to read, read my memoir should just look me up in Wikipedia. I like that. Um, because apparently in 2017, this writer and publisher by the name of John Blake claimed to have a copy of Mick Jagger's unfinished manuscript and described it as a little masterpiece and asked about whether well, this would have been a good time in this last year to be writing that. And he said, I could have. It was a thing that people started doing, writing I think in the 80s, I started it. I was offered a lot of money. Right. The money was seductive. So, But when I actually started to get into it, I really didn't enjoy it, reliving my life to the detriment of living now, and I just am never going to do it. I like that. Yeah. I mean, that would just be pain. It would be so such an arduous process of writing, going back, unless you had, like, the journals or you have some. Well, look at Barbara Streisand's been working on hers forever. for four years. I think it'd be. I don't hard. think she enjoys it. I wouldn't. There's something about the here and now, well, you know. But, and she and some people are so good at writing memoirs. Right. You know. Well, we've read a lot of good ones. Yeah. Keith Richards was so good. Yeah. And but I, I think he like dictated that, and he also was a journal keeper. Yeah, yeah. I know. In like Matthew McConaughey's was good, but his was just about certain moments and essays that he had already written down. Yeah, I don't know and that he considers that a memoir. It isn't a memoir, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking of Jessica Simpson. Hers was. A collection of parts of her life but i mean when you're older i feel like oh gosh yeah that'd be a lot of work well open andre agassi that was a great that was a memoir. great one he wrote it when he was in his 30s yeah. that was a great memoir. i okay. think he was older than that i think he was in his 40s when he put that book out that was a great book Laurie. yeah it really was so anyway and christopher reeves was really good and he wrote it after he had the horse accident mm-hmm. and he he read it to you. I mean, that was powerful. Yeah, I had right. I had it on CDs. No, we're just going to have to go with the unauthorized biographies I'm that okay have with that. written about him. And also, I think for Mick, maybe part of the reason is he's afraid of get. Even though he could have a fact checker, he's afraid of getting children and mothers mixed up. Well, right. Because he's had, he's he's had had was so very <laughs> active, and there were a lot of drugs that were used, and times Mick, might be blurry. He's like your mom with nineteen sons. Yeah, in law. right. <laughs> but you know, he could do the storytelling technique that Keith Richards did for the time periods when he was just too wasted, and he for, just said this was a blur. No, he turned over storytelling to somebody else. Who was there who could remember? Yes. Think of how many stories, my word. And it didn't happen a lot in that book, but it did happen a few times. You know what would be fun is if if um, a ghostwriter wanted to partner with him and, and just sent out something to some influential people that were part of his life, part of the rock and roll scene, share a story, and then they all wrote stories about it. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of a fun way to read a memoir. Maybe. This is when I met Mick. He wouldn't remember it, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. See, you're such a Virgo. You're even coming up with a solution for Mick's memoir. <laughs> but I would like to read that. Right, right. You know, here is 
you know, Barbara Streisand's encounter with Mick Jagger. Here is Carly Simons. You know, here is the, I'd love to read that. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting. But uh, it's just an idea. It I'm is. Floating it. Flo- I'm floating, floating it out there. there. I'm floating it and out there. And then Mick is getting in those dang NFT things for oh, everybody. charity. This is apparently the new money laundering scandal of the century. The this, NFTs. The NFT. That was, I read something in the Wall Street Journal money laundering capital. I mean, the weekend last weekend made two million last week selling video graphics with a bit of a new song. Yeah. I still don't get the whole non fungible tokens. Well, you don't know you. It's a it's a digital piece of something mm-hmm. history. And I even read in Vanity Fair the whole Bitcoin thing, and I still don't understand. I understand that, that one. Yeah, it's just it's. Anyway, we're past gold bars. Yeah, I know. We're no longer exchanging coins. He and Dave Grohl are trying to raise money for charity by selling. He's added a 3D artist and it's this audio visual uh, thing that they're doing with NFTs for this song. Easy sleazy. But I don't even know what that means. Well, you go and you buy it and you can watch it. It's only for people who are going to buy it. Basically. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Are you still here? Yeah, but he doesn't know what an NFT is anymore than we do. I'm confused by that, too. I've given up on that. Yeah. We know that cash goes and you get a non... Just the word non-fungible pisses me off. It sounds like a mushroom. It sounds like fungi. It sounds like a word I don't want to say on the radio because I'm afraid I'm going to mess up. Well, non-fungible. It means it's non-refundable, and it's not. You're not going to be able to see it, carry it. Uh, I just we don't understand it. it. You can't share it. You can look at it. Fungible and tangible. Well, tangible is something real. Something real. Something like your phone is is tangible. Money is tangible. Fungible, non-fungible is... It's in your mind. No, it's a graphic that you own only on a... Yeah, whatever. It is a graphic. I know Very good. You're all you're explaining I'm, it, but I'm you pay money for people, the graphic. But you can't share it. <sighs> you only own a second of it. All right, we got to go. See you. <laughs> Off you go.